Manchester United versus Brentford. I'm joined by two Man United fans, as always, Travis Morgan and our special guest who's becoming uh, a bit of a regular now. It's Naz. Let's find out if they're both Ten Hag out or if Naz is still hanging in there. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! Yes, lads. <laughs> Travis has just about calmed down from Galatasaray 3-2. Um, Naz, I've just checked, Naz, you joined us three weeks ago. Um, and I was trying to check the results since you were with us. I think we, we, ugh, you beat Burnley. <laughs> and then since then, what has it been, Trav? Defeat to Galatasaray, defeat to Bayern Munich, Palace. defeat to Crystal Palace. Yeah. So this is this could be the third home loss on the trot if you lose this. Um yeah. three people join us already. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Let me stick the banner down the bottom. Let's get straight into it. Naz, last time I spoke to you, we're just gonna head straight for the jugular. Straight for the jugular. I hope you're ready for it. Yeah. Last time you were like, I'm just um I'm sure this is what you said, I'm just about ten hagen. Three weeks have passed, three defeats, I think, maybe even four. What's your what's your position now? I'm still the same. Yeah, still the same. Not gonna see the thing. I see it as we're gonna end up being in the same position as we are every single time we change a manager. And to reset the culture, things need to get done. Yes, a lot of uh, what's gone on in defeats, I do put it on Ten Hag, but there's also the players have got to take the blame as well. I mean, the simple thing of uh, not tracking your runners. I think we've conceded eight goals so far by not conceding trackers. Uh, sorry, but not tracking the actual runners. So it's down to Ten Hag and the players as well. It's just pure laziness um, on the players' half. And with the but isn't that down to the manager? I don't want to take words from yeah. Trav's tweets this morning, but isn't that yeah. down to the manager? I haven't seen Trav's tweets this morning, so I'll have to check them <laughs> out. After you. <laughs> but it is down to the manager. However, the players have got to take some blame as well. How can you not? When you're scanning the pitch and looking around, who's where? How you're not following your mid the midfield runners? It's basic, simple. That's where I see it. Anyway, yeah, I'm still firmly Ten Hag in. I mean, what firmly in? I thought you were just uh, no, 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 kind no, of before, not on the fence, but you were like, you know, just for no, now. I was, I've always been in, and I'll always stay in for now. How bad does it have to get, Naz, before you get to where Travis is? Um, Would it be fair to say, Travis, you're back at? Oli 2.0. Um, I mean, remember how bad it got for you with Man United. I think you were even, I ain't watching us again until Oli's gone. I'm sure you did obviously watch him, but you know, that anger, that, yeah, frustration. that frustration. Like yeah. how bad, Naz, does it have to get before, uh, before you might be like, I tell you what, I'm all for sticking by managers, of course. Yeah. No one wants to be the club that goes through uh, eight managers in nine years, but there must come a point where I tell you what, this he's probably not the guy. Would it have to be mid-table come Christmas? Or what What? What would it take to shift your stance right now, do you think? As long as we don't get relegated at the moment. Because <laughs> um, <if, laughs> um, this is going to sound bad, but I was having a look at the table and the results and the fixtures and everything. Comparing us to Chelsea. Chelsea haven't conceded that many goals. They haven't played very well. They haven't scored. But we've conceded more goals. We haven't played very well. And we've had arguably a decent-ish run for now. I mean, we've got City in a couple of weeks. Um, 
I'm still I'm still on the hope that Ten Hag will turn it around. I believe he will. Um, and don't forget, this is only his second season. Arteta finished eighth in his second season and finished fifth in his third. I'm just hoping that there's some... I don't want to say miracle. I just think that what he needs to do maybe is bring some of the youth players in. Someone who's actually showing more desire. Um, Casemiro looks very, very leggy and that's costing us a lot. We've got our other backup um, midfielder playing as a left back. So I don't think, I think once the injuries start to ease a bit in the defence and we've got players playing in their position, then I'll start to um, have a look at Ten Hag. And if the results are still staying the same, then it's a different conversation we'll be having. That's a good point. And we made it the other night, didn't we, Trav? Um, Obviously, I'm not one to ever try to protect Ten Hag or Man United. But at the same time, Ten Hag's not even close to his starting eleven. Is he, Trav? Uh, we kind of went through it. Obviously, Anana, Shaw, Martinez, Varane, Dalo or Wambasaka. It's toss of a coin. Amrabat, Casemiro. Um, Anthony on the right, he's been out. In the centre, Bruno. On the left, Rashford. Hoyland up top. Yeah. yeah. You just haven't even played that 11 or close to it yet, have you? Um, I've just got the league table up there, just looking at it now, Naz. Yeah. Goals yeah. for Chelsea are not scoring, but they've only conceded six, which, if I'm not mistaken, is that not joint second best in the league? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Man City have only conceded five, Arsenal and Chelsea six. So, yeah, they're keeping it tight at the back. Uh, good for us FPL managers that have got Colwell and Sanchez um, in their team. Scooping me clean sheets points. Um, <laughs> Travis. Yeah. Obviously, Galatasaray. I mean... We could have done a three-hour poddy Tuesday night, was it? Yeah. Uh, we, we stopped it at an hour, but you're absolutely fuming. Um, have you calmed down since then? Have you have you realigned your thought process? And what, how do you think today's going to go? Because you've warned me off choosing Man United in last man standing. FYI, I picked Man United in last man standing. So I need a Man United win today. Do you know what last man standing is now? Have you gone and done it? You've gone and done yeah, it. Yeah, I've gone and done it. It was either. Don't come crying to me, you know, if it goes wrong. Just (laughs) don't come crying to me. Do you know how to play last man standing, Naz? Basically, yeah, you know it, yeah. So you you know the game. So it's about week seven, Naz. It's about week seven. So So today it was either Fulham or Man U. So at the moment, let me get this right. A Liverpool fan has uh, is now supporting United for this week. Supporting's a bit far, but yeah. <laughs> Money first, Naz. Heart second. I'd never ever pick United in last one standing. I just would. No, no. I think that's the trouble. Like you hit the nail on the head. You just don't know what United you're gonna get. But the variations of United, all of them are pretty bad. So what you know you're not gonna get is a good United. So it's just how bad of a United you're gonna get. Do you know what I mean? I think. I, the thing is, I mean, since Tuesday, just to answer your question, I think anger is the wrong word. It's more like um, a frustration. Like I know we've got injury issues without um, in the squad, and, we, and he hasn't been able to pick his best eleven. But we're, we're talking about a blueprint here. We're talking about an identity that you should still be able to see, maybe with inferior quality if other players go come in. But just like I think we're, we're just a, a big bag of a mixture of styles at the moment. There's not one set thing that we're doing. Like one minute we're, we're pressing high, then we're playing a diamond with two strikers. Then we're playing deep in a low block, like the Burnley game. It's just all, it's changing every week. And what I'm not saying is have a little bit of tactical flexibility, depending on who you're playing against. 
But I don't think you can hand on heart ask any Man United fan how we play and they can tell you a concrete answer. I literally don't know. I don't know. Like, we've got good individual players in a lot of areas. Like Naz alludes to, the players have to take responsibility for some of the performances that they're doing. I mean, giving away like sloppy five-yard, ten-yard passes under no pressure, you can't blame a manager necessarily for that. But what I'm talking about is things like the structure. We're literally conceding two to three goals a game on most occasions. Like that can't be a player thing. Do you know what I mean? There's there's got to be flaws in the system and how we're setting up as a team. I think again the profiles, and I don't want to sound too much like a like a tactical, but in terms of like the profiles of players, like we're playing Casemiro as the only defensive-minded midfield player, and then you've got Ericsson, Bruno, and Mason Mount, all with Casemiro, they've not really got a defensive bone in the body. They've never played like that in their career. It's very difficult to then say to players, oh, start tracking runners, start smelling danger, start sensing it. Like, they're not really natural box-to-box midfielders. So it's no real real surprise that the midfield looks so empty all the time. So I think Tanag, he can turn it round. But my stance on it is, my genuine belief is that I don't think he's going to turn it round. That is my honest answer. Like, I just don't think... He's cutting his nose off to spite his face with the with the Sancho thing. He's waiting for an apology. That apology is never going to come. He might as well just come out and say Sancho's never going to play for this club again. That that is that's in the bin for me. Like Sancho's not going to turn around after six weeks and just wake up and go. Do you know what? I might go in his office and say sorry today. It's just not going <laughs> to happen. That 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 relationship's done. Sancho's waiting for him to get sacked. Let's be honest. And he probably Sancho yeah. will be there longer than Hag. Is my prediction. No one knows. At this rate, I think Sancho was in the wrong in a lot of ways going public with his reaction. I don't think Tenag should have necessarily gone public with it as well, unless he really got to the end of his tether and thought, the only way I'm going to get any sort of reaction out of this guy is to go to the media with it. But going to the media with it, you've got to know that there can be consequences. And I'm not saying the consequences of Sancho not playing have been negative, but it just looks so, it must look so bad for him that he's leaving all these players out and we're not picking up results. And the same with Maguire as well. Now, Maguire's performances have been horrendous. But if you've got no defenders, don't play a left back, a centre defensive midfielder at left back and leave a centre off on the bench who you've said that you don't mind having in the squad. Play that player. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you don't categorically want to get rid of that player, that, and I know the club tried to sell him and he didn't end up going, and play that player. I just don't see why we're playing a defensive midfielder at left-back and Lindelof not at right-back, just for the sake of shoehorning players in. I just don't understand what's going on at the moment. It must Can be I... bad if Trav's campaigning to have Maguire in the side, Naz. Yeah, I agree. Can I just touch on a couple of points? First of all, the yeah. Sancho thing. Yeah. Um, Trav, I see it from this point of view, mate. You're yeah, only 250k a week. Yeah. You were the superstar signing a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. By him saying sorry and coming in, coming back yeah. into the fold, what's yeah. he actually bringing to us? Because for the past two seasons, he's had maybe two performances that were above seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah. One of them that I can remember was the Liverpool game last season. Uh, That's the, he, was, he was good in that game. Apart from that, I'm just clutching at straws for a second performance that was over seven. Hmm. But the Sancho thing, I mean, we as United fans, when it was Oli and Ranjik in, yeah. we needed some authority in there to look after these players, put them in their place and steady the ship. 
And once player power with like Jesse Lingard, uh, Paul Pogba, and just setting the whole bad environment in the in the whole squad. Yeah, we cried out for Ten Hag to come in, that authoritarian figure to come in, stamp his foot down, and just take no rubbish from anyone. Yeah, we've got that. Now we're kind of like as fans backtracking. Oh, Sancho, just just make it like bury the hatchet and bring him back in. Mm. I don't think he should do that. And I do agree with your point where he said, where you say that he's going to outlast Ten Hag. I think that would happen if it, if um, the scores don't go right. And on top of that, we've got the Glazers. The Glazers are not going to get rid of someone that's such a high asset, who's English as well, that gets paid 350 grand a week. They're not going to flog him for 30, 40, 50 million to Saudi Arabia or wherever. They want mega money, even though he's yeah. not worth it. Can I just jump in very um, quickly on that, on what you've just said? Because I do agree with it to a certain extent. But what I'm saying is, is that we wanted a, like a disciplinarian, a manager that stands his ground and, and puts discipline in place. But I think you've hit the nail on the head, Naz. Discipline, to me, means sanctioning behaviour. So if Sancho's turning up late and not training right, to me, you just drag him in the office, approach that situation, fine him or whatever you want to do. But then that that should be the mechanism that stops him from doing that again. Whether that's been done before, I'm not sure. <laughs> Nothing's gone public on it. But to to then fine him and punish, not punish him, but to punish him for his behaviour, fine him or whatever way you want to discipline him, and then expect him to apologise when you've gone public on it, because it's a subjective thing. He might not agree with it, but if you've gone public on something, then you've got to expect that if he doesn't agree with it, that must feel embarrassing for Sancho. So if he doesn't feel that he's been underperforming and other and other players are getting preferential treatment, I'm not saying he's done the right thing by coming out and going public on it, but I can sort of understand why... I don't understand why it wasn't kept in-house. That's the only yeah. thing. I don't mind the discipline. I don't mind, like you said, him coming <clears throat> down on Sancho saying your performances are, are rubbish or whatever. That's what you want from a manager. But then to them find him... Like, you're then asking for something else after you find the player. And I'm just like, if I'm late to work and I get sacked, like whatever a week's wage is taken off me, I'm not going to go in. I'm not expected to not be able to work or go into the canteen at work or anything just because I've not apologised. I'm like, all right, I won't do it again. You find me sound. That's it. I just crack on. Mm. But just, just if it is, if it is this true as well, because we don't know the facts, but if he's literally just waiting for an apology in the office, then I just think that's a little bit too far. And I'm not blaming Tenag. I'm not saying he's dealt with it necessarily wrong, but I probably would have just dealt with it slightly different. That's all I was saying. See, in my view, I think the whole situation, like you said, Could have should have been dealt in-house. Yeah. 100% didn't it. Back in the day, Fergie was the only one that would blast a player. Yeah. And rightly so. Rightly so. <clears throat> Tenag's nowhere near that situation at the moment. He shouldn't have exposed him like that. And However, Fergie never went public on stuff, did he? No, no, he never did. However, Sancho, come on. You've got to wake up early. Stop playing FIFA at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You've got a job in the morning to go and do training. No, it's simple. Yeah, Because yeah. he had the same issue with Pep at City. He had the same issue at England camp with Gareth Southgate. Yeah. And Dortmund has said the exact same thing. Dortmund yeah. put in place where he had a buddy system with someone else and they would wake him up and pick him up for training. You shouldn't have to come on. You're not seven years old. Yeah, you're not yeah, seven yeah. years old getting dropped off to school. Yeah, I know exactly. 
you're in your 20s, you're earning stupid amount of money to do something which, which only 1% of anyone that goes into football training and academies get to do. Yeah. It, that's that's my that's my view on the whole Sancho thing. He just needs to was buckle that, down and Naz, just get that, himself back um, in court. What you've just mentioned now, that's news to me. I never knew that. Yeah. Um, was that common knowledge when Man United were signing him? And obviously, I yeah. look back to my own club, Liverpool, oh. and Jurgen Klopp's yeah. got this strict no a-holes policy. Yeah. Um, when you look at the kind of the profile of player that we sign, we're not signing. No, I'm not kicking you while you're down, but we're not signing a Bruno Fernandez who's throwing yeah. his arms in a strop all the time. We're not signing a, um, well, as it turns out now, Sancho. Was that common knowledge back then? Is that is that down to the director of football or those above to do them kind of checks and think he's a talent, but he's a bit of a problem? Yeah, I. Do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they haven't done their proper due diligence. I mean, we've uh, traveled. You've probably seen it all as well on like Twitter and everywhere. That it's just a pure. I don't understand how their mind works above Ten Hag, because no one seems to have done their background checks properly. Um, that news I, I did see it on BBC a few months back. Um, if I find it, Scott, I'll send it over to you and to you, Trav. But the the main issue around Dortmund was the fact that. Sancho just couldn't get into his stride properly, and it was because he was gaming a lot. I mean, I don't know what to say. My Liverpool mate always says, because obviously you remember, Trav, when he was at Dortmund, I wanted him at Liverpool yeah. in that front three. And my Liverpool mate, OB, who's um, coming back to the channel actually soon, he always said, always, and he dies on a hill with this, he said, there's a reason Pep let him go. So he's went to Dortmund and to be fair, he ripped it up in a league that maybe some think is a lot easier than the Premier League. He's got the big move to Man United. A lot of uh, other clubs wanted him, certainly I did at Liverpool. Glad it's not turned out that well for Man United from a rivalry point of view. Um, but with Sancho, like he's he's not even in the England squad now, is he? No. When was the last time? Was he at the last tournament? Euros. No. Was he at the, was he at the Euros? Yeah, yeah he, was he, he one of the ones that missed the penalties? Yeah, I yeah. thought he was. Um, I mean, but again, so, this is another this is another problem that Ten Hag's inherited, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, like you said, Southgate's cunned him off, and I don't think he's going to be there for quite a long time. And like you said, just to elaborate on that a little bit with the Sancho thing, I can't see him getting back into the fold anytime soon because all this is doing is damaging his own personal reputation. Clubs are going to look at this when he does go to move on. Top clubs aren't going to look at him because of his attitude and the way he's dealt with this particular situation. Unless there's something we don't know publicly, but yeah, I think it's going it, to... It, the only way is down for Sancho now, to be fair. He's like, like That's so another I'm, point, isn't it, Trav? Because he had that whole mental health issue last year. Yeah. Where did he go? Training in the mountains for three months or something to... Mark sent him to the Netherlands, didn't he? Like, just on a training camp. A well-being camp or something. And then, yeah. obviously, a lot of pundits have been vocal in the last month or two with this whole fallout. And Carragher is firmly in the Ten Hag camp that the manager has to be the disciplinarian. You have to back the manager. And in that sense, you know, Sanchez... Uh, sorry, Sancho, he should have kept his mouth shut, in my opinion. Yeah. He could be displeased. He could go into the manager's office and effing blind in his face and they could have the fallout privately. 
Yeah. But him going on to the social media and publicly out in the manager, that's never going to end well. Um, but of course, you've always got to be careful of that mental health card because if Sancho come out and done a Deli Alley interview in 12 months' time, we'd all be like, oh, it all makes sense now. I yeah. can't believe I was uh, I was scathing of him in his attitude. So you just you don't know what way to turn and what what fence to, what side of the fence to sit on. Um, I'm just going to go into the comments. Dan's just texted me. He's saying he's in the gym, um, but he'll pop in and see what we're up to. He said, "Who needs a workout playlist when I can go when I can go to the fuel solely off Trav's pain?" And <laughs> <laughs> I just re yeah. rewrote it. Um, big up, lads. Nice one, Dan. Cheers for uh, tuning in. Side note: I love how Trav speaks so objectively, considering all angles on such difficult poorly covered situations yeah he's, he's always got a level head on these things unless you read his twitter in his family <laughs> campaigning for ten hag out uh, also scott will you sign my petition to put jones <laughs> and jota away for 10 years each on gbh <laughs> oh my god man <laughs> know, was... have, you got, have you got over that yet the liverpool thing mate? no Honestly, I'm, I'm not. Every tweet. Listen, <laughs> just give us the replay and we'll sort this out, all right? <laughs> mate, I'm done with football if you get a replay. I that, mate. I really am. Scott, you're not signing players that throw tantrums because Klopp's already got that base covered by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Rang you again. Oh, uh, FBL Matt Dazen, great stream from you just then, Matt. I loved it. I watched the whole thing while I was making the kids breakfast. Um what do you think? I'm a wild card, Matt. Let me know. I think, does it go live at 11 so you can see my team? I think I've made about six or seven changes. Uh, Naz, do you do FPL? Yes, I do. And oh, it's shocking, join our so. league. Join our league. I have yeah. looked at my team this week. I forgot to look at my team. I think I've got about six injuries as well. I'm going to have a nightmare week, to be fair. Saka and everything's out, aren't they? I've left them all yeah. in. Now. I've gone uh, I've gone wild card made about six changes Trav I brought Have in uh, Romero Udogi Luis Diaz Darwin Nunes obviously going off the fact that Jota is suspended um, mm. and Cody Gakpo's injured so I know Nunes is going to start and I'm always hesitant to put him in in case he doesn't start yeah. um, but anyway back to Man United um, Naz I don't want to keep pushing you and keep prodding you no, just to make it good TV but <laughs> <laughs> Can you honestly say if you were down towards the relegation, it will still be like, we can't keep sacking managers. Let's spend another 200 in the summer. Would you honestly say that? No, I wouldn't. But to be fair, if we go and sack a manager, what's he going to do? He's going to bring in his own players in the summer. Sorry about this, guys. Let's carry on. Okay. But you're going to bring in your own players in the summer. We're going to be back to square one. But if it gets to the stage where we're absolutely dire football, conceding goals like fun like um, now then that's what i'm saying like now it's dire now conceding i still for fun think now. he needs to he still needs to give it to at least the end of the season because the, we the all know players, players back yeah we all know for a fact the glazers won't sack anyone unless it's mathematically impossible for champions league that's what they that's what they wait for with louis van hall as well um if the football's dire and it's not improving then even with the players coming back, then we need to seriously look at it. I think so. I, I look at this squad with everyone fit and I just think the way it's been manufactured and designed, like I just don't know if we can play the football he played at Ajax. I just don't, I just don't think we can. Like I just don't think we've got the players that are comfortable enough on the ball. But like you said, he signed 
eight of them on a permanent with, with the loans as well. And I think what I would like to see is more of an attempt of him trying to play that way and then saying to the board, look, I'm trying, but I've got X, Y and Z and they just can't do it. That's what Liverpool did. When Klopp came in, Liverpool were getting to Champions League finals, finishing second in the league with Lovren and Clavin and Carrius in goal. And Carrius was throwing it in his own net in the Champions League final. And Klopp just banged on the um, owner's door and said, do you know what? I need Alisson. I need Van Dijk. They, that's what's going to take us to bridge that gap. And that's that's what makes owners wake up and say, do you know what? We'll invest the big money because you're this close. But if you're not trying to play that way, I'd like us to say, right, do you know what? I'm trying. Anana's playing it to Varane. He's swazzing it in the stands every time he gets it because he can't pass it. Or Casemiro, he can't play with his back to goal. I need this. Do you know what I mean? But he's not. He's like, we're getting it and we're smashing it over the top for Rashford. He, just so direct and so desperate. And like you said, it's like... We, we, the, the, the defence drops off when we're trying to play. We're giving it to a centre-half or whatever. And then we just look for this long ball. There's so much ground to make up. The ball goes over the top. Rashford chases it. He doesn't get it. And it's like we don't push up quick enough. The midfield, the defence and the attack's just so disconnected. They always say the best teams that they're always compact, like the back line and the front two or front one or how many you're playing. That gap is dead tiny. Ours is massive. If you watch United today, it'll be huge again. Like the centre arms will drop off. We'll give it to one of them. We'll smash it over the top. And there's just like, everyone's just doing doggies, 50, 60 yard sprints. They're just knackered by 60 minutes. And everyone's like, we look unfit, but we're just knackered. We're just running around, chasing the ball all the time. It's got to change. Someone's got to change. That's what I was going to say, Trav. Can you honestly see the way Ten Hag wants to play Mm. Can you see the philosophy? Can you see the plan? Because I can't. And I can if, see it a plan. if it isn't getting implemented, is it because he hasn't got the players to do it? Or is he not playing his IX philosophy because he's not got the players to do it? Which you, can't is it? Play, you can't play how he wants to play if you're not defensively sound. You have to be defensively sound. Because, like I said, if you're smashing it over the top, you've got to be compact. Because what you're basically saying is that you're inviting teams onto you to a certain degree and you're saying to teams right come on to us because we want to leave that space in behind you push up we encourage you to come on to us and then we'll play not necessarily on the counter attack but we'll be direct we want to get the ball from back to front as quickly as possible and like you look at Liverpool teams they can Liverpool can do a little bit of both they can dominate teams like the inferior teams but against the big teams as well they're just in their pump, they're rock solid. They've got midfielders that work hard, like Wijnaldum and Henderson in his pump and stuff, and Van Dijk, who was just the leader. And everything around them was just, they just didn't concede a lot of goals. And they had a top-class keeper as well. And they could do that. If they wanted to go direct into Salah or Mane, they had that quality, do you know what I mean? And we just haven't got the players to do it and the quality to do it and the defensive solidity to do it. So I can see what he's trying to do, but it's just... It's just not, I'm not even saying it's not coach, right? It's just, it's just all over the place. It's just so disconnected at the moment. And then you take factor in confidence. The confidence is through the floor at the moment. Like it couldn't be any lower than this. Racking up losses, conceding all the time, heads are dropping. That's why when we concede one, it normally turns into like twos and threes and that just because we just can't mentally recover from it. So like I said, a lot of these things are on the manager. And if he doesn't sort it, you must put it down to like the players losing a little bit of faith in 
his methods or something because everyone looks lost at the moment. And I think Ten Hag's even running out of steam as well. I was going to say that. Remember last season, obviously, when we started onto the ball and Liverpool were beyond awful and I was in physical pain on camera. We kept saying, didn't we, Trav? It looks like Klopp's lost the dressing room. Mm. It's just this lack of effort, the, the lack of desire, the the lack of a yard of pace, uh, which comes from obviously motivation. That's what I see when I watch Man United. I don't know if you watch Liverpool, Naz. And obviously, mm -hmm. we're doing well this season, so it's easy for me to talk. But last Saturday, I watched Man United second most after Liverpool, mostly for onto the ball, journalistic purposes, so I can interact with Trav and talk about the game. But we watched Man United, didn't we, Trav, last week against Palace and then Liverpool versus Spurs at half five. And it was like chalk and cheese. Like the, the styles, the desire between the two teams, watching like Rashford and the front players not press at all, defenders just getting the head up, having five seconds to pick a pass, and then watching Liverpool and it's like bang, 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 pressing all over the pitch. Mm -hmm. uh, me and Trav spoke about it. the first 30 minutes of Liverpool Spurs from both teams was just exhilarating. It was some it was of the best brilliant. football I've seen. It was like, I was just thinking, even I had my heart in my mouth. I was thinking even from Liverpool, just kick up the park, man. I can't take this <laughs> tense playing out from the back and everyone snapping and pressing. It was it was amazing. But then going back to Man United, like I say, do you watch Liverpool and do you look at Man United and think something isn't quite right here? Um, I watch a lot of Liverpool games purely because of the fact that I know they're going to be entertaining. So especially like last week's one, let's not talk about the controversy there, but I actually thought Liverpool could have won it. Um, it was a great game of football. And then I look back at United, but we've been like this for a while. And I mean, the last time we had some good football was when in Oli's first season, yeah. Oli ball. Ball was going around, people were playing um, and it was working well. I don't think Ten Hag has lost the dressing room, dressing room as, as such. Because don't forget, he's got players in there like Anthony, Martinez, Onana, who he's bought from Ajax. Then you mix that in where you've got Donny in there as well. So they're, they're his people anyway. He may have not bought Donny, but they're his people. They know his they're playing. Um, I was saying to Trav the other day, if we've got this issue with these players not tracking back, not pressing as much as, let's say, Liverpool and the youngsters in there, why not bring through our own one? What's the point of having a reserve when we've got players that can play at left-back, can play at central yeah. um, defensive midfield? Bring them in and put experience around them. You may want to drop Casemiro, put Amrabat in there next to him. He's a World Cup um, player. He's played in Serie A. Yeah. And then Rashford, for instance. I I love Rashford to bits. Rashford is a fantastic player. However, I do think he needs some help. And when I mean by help, I mean just take him out of the game for a little bit. Yeah. Don't start him constantly. You've got Garnacho there. Um, Bruno this season has been a bit wayward. Then take him out, play Mount. You buying these players? Well, what for? Exactly. Play them, and I do think. I think I I can't remember who I saw. Um, I think it was on Instagram. Someone was moaning about um, Amrabat just going to be sitting on the bench when you've got Mount, um, Casemiro, Bruno, Eriksson in there, but they're not performing. Then you let somebody else in. I just think that loyalty at the moment for Ten Hag is basically off of last season and how well Casemiro, um, Bruno and all of them done. But managers like Pep, managers like Klopp, Fergie, if a player is not performing, the name doesn't mean anything. He'll drop him and bring someone else in. Against um, Arsenal, 
we were struggling. I think I can't remember what game it was. Um, and we had seven defenders on the pitch, and we beat Arsenal three two or three one. Yeah, FA Cup under Fergie when he played like Raphael and Fabio in the centre. And it's like if you're not performing, drop him. But I think Ten Hag's worried about um, what will happen to his players mentally at this stage because of how bad it's been. That's why he's keeping persisting with them. And managers like Klopp and uh, Pep wouldn't do that. They've just got another person coming in and they will just slot in and do what he wants them to do. And I think he needs to do that with bringing in some youngsters. And like Naz is saying, it's that's that's what's having the detrimental effect on the team because the fact that he's not rotating these players is upsetting other players because they, they must be looking at it from the outside and thinking, well, hold on a sec, he's not playing well, he's not playing well, he's not playing well, and I'm not getting a chance. So and how Exactly, and they're all injured. So how am I actually meant to get into the team? Because at some point or another, they, them players are going to start playing well again, then they're definitely not going to get a game. So... That's why it looks like he's got his favourites and he just keeps picking them all the time. And I think that's what the fans are kicking off about, certainly. But just going back to Naz's point again with what he said about Oli and his first season and why that was probably the best football we've played in a number of years. But if you look at that team, it, it had Matic and Herrera in. Like, already to me, that them two is already more balanced than what we're playing at the moment. Because even with Casemiro being in our team... When you watch Casemiro, he's not actually a defensive player. He is by nature. Yeah. And then in that Real Madrid setup, it was easy for him. He had two really good ball retainers around him and he could just position himself where he needed. Our team isn't set up like that. Plus the intensity of the Premier League's a hell of a lot higher than what it is in La Liga. So to me, when I watch Casemiro play this season, I'm looking at him and it looks like he's just doing what he wants. Like, yeah. I don't know if the manager's instructing him to do that or or whatever, but, like, people are like, oh, he can't recover, he can't run, but I'm looking at him and I'm like, well, he shouldn't be in that position in the first place. Like, he's really high. He starts, he starts yeah. really high. It looks weird. I'm like, are you like a box-to-box -box midfielder or are you meant to be sitting? Like, he yeah. should be sitting there waiting to, like, delay so numbers can get back in, but he's way ahead of the plane. You look at teams springing on us, and it's like there's no one in midfield. Like, it literally looks like there's no one in midfield. So, yeah, I think that's our biggest problem at the moment. The midfield balance is just so off. Naz mentioned it on his debut on the channel. Um, he'd expect if it's going wrong, midfielders to take the game by the scruff of the net and, and do proactive decisions themselves. That might be what Casemiro's doing. He might be trying to get in the box because he loves a goal, don't he? Yeah, he might be yeah. so frustrated that he's like, I need to get in there and try and get a goal or two and drag us over the line sort of thing. But yeah, as you say, that leaves him exposed to getting back for his defensive duties, which hopefully, mm. maybe, well, hopefully for you guys, not me, Amrabat is going to help him with that. If you can just get a left-back fit. We've got three out at the moment and hopefully, um, I think Regulon might, there was rumours that he might be ready for today. I don't think it would happen. Yeah, he's, um, not he's not ready. He's not ready. So then why not bring why not bring in a left-back from the reserves? You're telling me we don't have a left-back sitting there? I know, of course we do. Bring him in. Well, what about Lindelof? Like Trav said earlier, what about Lindelof left-back and Maguire no. comes in at centre-back? No, I think if I think Trav said uh, Lindelof at right-back, which he's done for Sweden, and then put Dallo on left. Which, which would make sense because yeah. he's played there before. So why not do it? Um I would, I would even bring in Evans. He's looked so composed since he's been back over Maguire. Yeah. So bring him in. But I think what Ten Hag wants is one aggressive defender. And if that's the case, then he'll go through Maguire. 
even though Maguire sometimes misses the ball completely and does anything. <laughs> but <laughs> but you need one aggressive and then one that's calm. And I think Varane's the calm one, and that's why we have Martinez in there with him. But you can see how how fragile our defense is. Yeah, and it's unreal. And then the next person who's got a job to protect that defense is Casemiro. And against Casemiro, uh, sorry, against Galatasaray, Casemiro was on the edge of the Galatasaray box, and Ericsson was in the quarterback role trying to ping a ball to him. It's just a mess, Naz. Like, yeah. you know what? The game against Crystal Palace in the court, Amrabat played left back. They didn't press. We had loads of the ball. He inverted as a fullback, and it sold us a dream. And do you know what? We battered him three 0 and Ten Hag must have just thought, do you know what? I'm onto something here. Let's just yeah. go in the next game. And then Palace yeah. beat us one 0 and it's like that that Carabao Cup game is just like warped everyone's pers- perspective. Yeah, like we can just play him and his perception where we can just play Amrabat at left back, and it's just not worked. Like Galatasaray, he really struggled defensively in that game. We all know he's good on the ball and his qualities, but he's got to play in the right place. You can't play him left back. He, he needs to change that today. I'm going to have Hawkeyes on this lineup today, mate. If I see Amrabat at left back and stuff like that, it's just going to my head's just going to roll off. It just really is. Like I can't be seeing that today. Trav, I don't think it's going to change, mate. I, I know it's not. not. I mean, go on then, go for it. Both of you, what's the lineup going to be today? Not what you would on, pick, Naz, what you, you think go, he's going to pick. What do you think he's going to do? All right, on honouring goal, um, I think, personally, he's going to keep the exact same defence. So well, I think Amrabat, Amrabat left. left. Yeah, Amrabat, on, Amrabat left back. And actually, no, I think he will bring in Evans with Varane because it worked against Burnley. So I think he'll bring them in and then he'll have Dallow at right back. I think it should be the other way around. Dallow at left back. Lindelof at right back. Um, and he's going to go for Casemiro. Um, and I think he's going to go for Mount and Fernandez because mm. we're at home and it's only Sheffield. Oh, sorry, it's only Brentford. But I think that's what's going to happen. And I think Anthony's going to start and we're going to go for Rashford and Hoyland. I just can't see him making the changes. Um, at this moment, I feel deflated with it. Um, but I don't think Ten Hag wants to make the big changes and put a statement out there, which I think he should, but I just don't think he will. Mm. He needs the points today and he's going to go with the big big guns. Why does my boy McTominay never get a shout? I don't yes. see how he feels he fits into the, the way he's trying to play, especially with the direct, accurate, long passes that he's requiring at the moment. I don't think yeah, look at the results, Trav. He needs to change the way he's going. Oh, he does. Oh, 100 without a doubt. Without a oh, doubt. I don't want to go down like dangling McFred in front of you guys, but a double pivot of Casemiro and McTominay, I've been saying it for time. It'd look better than what we're doing now. Of course, it was. I mean, you, Hannibal's come in and you, you've seen how much energy he sort of brings to the midfield. I was surprised he came off against Galatasaray. Mm-hmm. I was like, why did he take Hannibal off? He was the only one really putting himself about, flying into tackles. I thought Mount was pressing quite well as well. I thought Mason Mount did all right. But, like, Hannibal came off, Ericsson came on, and then he left Bruno on the right. And I'm just like, you don't have to leave Bruno on the right. Like, if you want to, if you want balance, bring Anthony on, take Bruno off and just leave Hannibal on. I didn't understand the substitution. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like why he's persisting, why he feels he doesn't have to take Bruno off. And I get it, the captain and stuff like that. But 
sometimes you if you want to take somebody off it can be from a tactical perspective that is what a manager is meant to be doing like you said not thinking about upsetting players or whatever or oh, i can't take him off because he's going to have a strop or whatever this like you said this is i, I don't want to like use that phrase but this is man united it's a huge club man it's massive like and it's just it's dying a slow painful death just watching these games it's torturous bringing off players leaving bruno on. bruno and rashford probably want to come off they're struggling do you know what i mean the touches all over the place they probably want to come off themselves and like why is the manager leaving me on you've got good players like hannibal playing well coming off it just looks all mad like so for me i think he's gonna go with like you said lineup wise i think he's probably gonna stick with bruno on the right again and play i think hannibal will play um in the midfield with man again i think he what i think he'll put the legs in to start with like you said players like mctominay and that they should be getting more of a chance in there because the midfield just needs patching up we need to be more solid if i'm a manager in this situation i'm like we need to stop conceding goals do you know what i mean we've got players that can score hoyland will score goals hoyland is a monster by the way do you know what I mean? If he gets service, he is a beast. He'll score goals. And like, if you're going to be a moments team, make yourself solid. That's it. Get back to clean sheets. I'd have a couple of nil-nils. I really would. We've been saying it for weeks, haven't we, Trav? Months yeah. even. What, we're in October already. This is it. Make yourself solid. A couple of nil-nils. Yeah, go on, Naz. I disagree with you, Trav, on bringing McTominay in. Yeah. Tell you why. Look at the se this season when he's played. Yeah. When he's played, he's been horrific. Yeah. His defensive numbers, like I think he was going Brian. Yeah. He didn't even track the runner. He didn't even track Danny Welbeck for the first goal. He didn't tuck in for I think it was it Pascal Grosses for the second goal. Yeah, yeah. And you're not tracking runners. Um, he had 22 passes um in that game, the whole entire 90 minutes that he played. 22 passes, of which 18 were backwards. Yeah. And no defensive runs, no aerial duels, no ground duels, nothing. Mm. He backed out of tackles. This is the reason why I wouldn't play him. I think it's because Ten Hag wanted him out in the summer and he's just yeah. down tooling, which is fine. If that's the case, then let it be. But I wouldn't bring him in for that. I'll bring in another youngster from the um, academy. That yeah, would be you know either that they're or, hungry. Either or, mate. Either or, whether it's McTominay yeah. or not. I mean, like you said, he's down tools and he wants out and, and you're seeing that in his performances. And as I respect that, that's absolutely fine. He's not someone that the fan base... 100% a day to I think that the opinion's very divided and split on McTominay anyway so if he doesn't play but what we're saying is there's plenty of options yeah for him to play in that area to sort of plug us defensively and make us more solid we're playing like basically three attacking midfielders with Casemiro and expecting us to be defensively solid it's never going to work no top team has that City have Rodri and Kovacic do you know what I mean? Like, that's their main two. Before, Gundogan could do that defensive side. Not unbelievably, but he'd position himself well, but he'd retain the ball really well as well. You've either got to retain the ball or put yourself about one of the two. Do you know what I mean? That was the difference. Liverpool have got it now. Three absolute unbelievable ball retainers in McAllister and Soberslai. Graven Birch can put himself about. It's just, the midfield is just so important. And we're just, our midfield's just so open at the minute. We're, we're going to keep losing if it, if it doesn't tighten up. I hate to say it, but I really like Sabozway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a, an absolute um, athlete, isn't he? Mm. He just looks like he looks the part, so assured all his touches, his box-to-box -box energy. He's like Gini Wijnaldum reincarnated. I'm, I'm over the moon with him. Um, mm. 
all the attributes, Trav. He's oh, got yes. all the attributes. Yes, 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 Just yes, like yes. Pogba used to have, except he <laughs> he he applies the attributes. <laughs> right, let's head straight to the score predictions. I'm gonna kick us off. I uh, hope you don't you two don't mind. Obviously, I'm a Liverpool fan using Man United, but I picked Man United for last man standing. I've just got this feeling. I think Brentford have only won once this season. Is that right? I mean, they're uh, struggling themselves. I think they've only beat Everton. They're only be wrong. above us. Uh, below us, sorry. Yeah, that sounds about right then. I think they've drew. Uh, is it Natalie Sawyer on Sky Sports yeah. Talk Sport? Is she a Brentford fan? She's a Brentford I'm sure fan. I caught her say they've, they've drew the most games in the Premier League. I think she said four. They've only won one. And I think she said that was Everton. So, yeah, they're not pulling up any trees. It's at OT. The team, not just Ten Hag, the team need a massive bounce back. You do not lose home Champions League games against Galatasaray. You do not surrender to Brighton. Who are, Yeah, they're flying, but you do not surrender to Brighton at home. They have to win this at Old Trafford. They have to kickstart the season today. I think they're going to be flying. I think your boy Hoyland, as Trav said, he's top, top draw. Um, that goal, his second goal against Galatasaray was Haaland-esque. Um, no one can deny that. He, he looks, yeah. the way he runs, it looks like he's slow, but he glides and he just pulls away. He's he's yeah. top, top draw. I'm, he's going to get a brace today and you're going to win 3-0. Wow. Yeah. Where's this Naz, Did you say that right? 3-0. I know. 3-0. Naz, you're the guest. You go first out of you two. Um... I see us conceding. I think 2-1 to United. I always back my team. But I think I, don't, I can't see a clean sheet. No chance. That's me. Yeah, it's a huge game for United. And it's a must win. Like, literally, if we lose this game, I swear the Tenog era will crank up the pressure will crank up on him um like you said i, I do fancy hoiling for a goal but i'm gonna go one all i really am i don't want to sit on the fence i'm gonna go one each today i think defensively we're not at it i think bright brentford will be right up for this game thomas frank i know they've not started the season well but they'll feel confident that they can go to old trafford and get something today we're fragile and so are they so i think it'll be a share of the spoils i'm gonna go for one one today um and a share of the spoils mate Naz, did Trav yeah. just say I'm I, I'm not going to sit on the fence? I'll go one one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> isn't a draw sitting on the fence? <laughs> no, mate. That's my opinion. I'm not sitting on the fence with my opinion. I meant, mate. Uh, but yes, one yes. each. I'm going. Uh, for Naz, one. do you want to add some goal scorers to that? Um, I'm probably going to say Hoyland and Rashford. I mean, one of the shots from 25 yards is going to go in at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think, love it. Um, I think that partnership will start to blossom soon. Um, Rashford and Hoyland. Just don't know when. I hope it's very. I hope it's today. I know. But yeah, Rashford and Hoyland. I can't take another loss. Put it that way, man. I'm going to phone you if, if that happens. Yeah, phone me. Make sure I'm okay, man. If we yeah. lose, honestly, like it's it's getting to that point now where if we lose and if we lose again, I I think they're going to start having to look at his position. You know, Ten Hag. I mean, they that, already are, aren't they, Travis? Yeah, that, that, will, will that be four home defeats this season if he loses today? 
It will be, won't it? Brighton, be... and Galatasaray. And wouldn't that be five defeats out of the last six? Yeah. Haven't they, have yes. they lost four of the last five, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And then you've been the only one. Yeah, It'll be well, seven out of the last 11. Wow. Yeah, that... that like, sat, managers have been sat for less than that, you know. I'm yeah. telling you now, they have. Like, Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel wasn't doing this bad. And he lost his job at Chelsea. So, he won the Champions League. Exactly, mate. So, Tenog to me, is not safe at all. Well, he shouldn't be safe. He shouldn't be safe. That's what I'm saying. My question to you, Trav, is mm. in this current climate, who are you going to bring in? I don't, I'm firmly Ten Hag in. Mm. Hot dog. No, not Graham Potter, man. <laughs> no, that's a question. There's no real manager <laughs> out there for it. So. You've either got to go mad and say to the manager that you definitely want, we'll pay you big money to come now and sort it, or you sack him in January and say, do you know what? You've got a window to bring in a couple of players and like Liverpool did with Klopp um, mm. and bring him in in Jan, the new guy. If That's if it gets to that point. Like I said, I don't want to preempt it, but I think, um, like you said, there's no obvious available upgrade at the moment. Yeah. There's no one that you can say, right, yeah, he will definitely come. But the next manager, if there is to be a new manager, has to have like an identifiable brand that the fans enjoy watching because we've not enjoyed watching United for nearly five years now, including Oli, really. If you think about the whole Oli era as a whole, like the first season was a little bit of a purple patch upturn, players happy, managed the squad well in terms of morale. But in terms of football, from the second season onwards through to now, we haven't seen good football at Old Trafford for like four years, man. We need an exciting manager next who's going to at least play some decent stuff, man. That's that's the first port of call. Get our identity back as a club. Ten Hag in still for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it now. Uh, well, listen, as the season goes on, I'm sure we'll, I'll keep asking you and keep prodding you. Um, I'm going to have to see what, um, what happens. But don't forget, Trav just mentioned Klopp coming in and having a January transfer window. He only signed one player in that January transfer window. Do any of you know who it was? Salah. Nah, I'm going to take a guess. Um, nah, he was already... Oh, it was Henderson, wasn't it? No. Nope. James Milner. Who? No, nope. they were both before Klopp. He signed um, one player. He was on loan, Stephen Colker. No way. And he made he made his debut his striker for some such reason. a long way, man. Stephen Cooker. <laughs> oh, I did not see that one. <laughs> I love it. Right, lads, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I don't know what your move two movements are. I'm doing stuff tonight. I don't know what time, but if something big happens in the game, I don't know if any of you are free for a 5 p.m. live match reaction. Uh, I don't know my movements. I might not be able to make it, but if you two are, I'll get on the text. And uh, but yeah. Thanks for joining again, Naz. Really appreciate it. Good luck um, in this afternoon's game. And obviously to me too, because I got him in last man standing and I want that 500 quid. Okay. Cheers, gents. Take care. What a headshot!